Do y'all have mom jobs and dad jobs in your house? Like that would 100% be a dad job in our house. Anything that deals with plumbing or rodents or vomit is a dad job in our house. Yeah, I would I would probably say that. I've never thought of it as that, but it's, yeah, Katie notifies me and then I go and take care of it. <laughs> she sends you the notification yes, alert. Yes. <laughs> your services yeah, I, I are get, needed. It pops up on my phone. <laughs> service notification. You're listening to Lead Him to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome back to season two of Lead Him to Life. dun dun dun, dun. Dun, da, da, da. Did that sound lame? Uh, you could use some real trumpets. We um, should get you some real trumpets. Thank you. You're. I'm going to put you on that for when you come back for the next episode. I know. I know some people. Let's do it. Connor Flanagan, welcome to the podcast. How are you, my oh, friend? This, I'm so good. I've been looking forward to this since you started talking about starting a podcast. You were, I think, one of the first people that I told that I was thinking about thinking about starting a podcast. Yeah, there was a lot of steps before starting. There was a lot of steps before starting. Okay, uh, tell tell us who you are. Give us a little background. Oh man, a few fast uh, my facts. name's yeah, my name's Connor. I currently reside in St. Paul, Minnesota, with my wife and uh, two daughters, and third on the way. Uh, we don't know boy or girl yet, but um, yeah, when we are just loving life together in this crazy season of life that we find ourselves in. But I work full-time in marketing uh, for SPO, St. Paul's Outreach, an organization, kind of a campus ministry uh, organization based out of here in the Twin Cities. Um, That's kind of the day job. And then I've been actively pursuing a career as a musician uh, for, man, somewhere, depending on when you determine I started professionally, it could have been four years ago or it could have been eight years ago. So That's a big difference. Yeah, well, I just, I actually, it dawned on me the other day when I was like, because I used to kind of say eight eight years has been the number, like I've been doing this for eight years, which I have, but I also kind of consider when I found my sound Mm. and really found the producers I wanted to work with and started like taking the marketing and branding side of it very seriously was in 2016 when I launched Mountains, which was kind of a a pivotal record, kind of was a change in kind of launching in a new direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for that, it was, it's was it been like four years. But prior to that, I had been playing gigs and traveling and writing music and making money off of it for four years leading up to that. So, yeah, I don't know. So, so kind of a I new chapter in your years. career. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and I have known you since about 2013 when you fell in love with my best friend, Katie, and right. um, and she fell in love with you, and anybody that she loves is awesome in my book. So, um, and it's just been beautiful, I think, like as our friendship as couples has grown as well. Um, you know, you and Matt, and which he, love you're Matt. like his favorite person. Do you know Shout that? Shout out to Matt. Hey, I want an episode. I think you should let Matt host me for an episode on this podcast. That's a great idea. Let's do it. I that would it. be so good. I Okay, I'm down. I'll run it by him. Actually, probably the first time he's going to hear about this is when this episode <laughs> comes out, and he'll be like, yes. 
Matt, I want it if you're listening right now. Y'all can make it. some old fashions. And uh, yeah, I think that would be, you can talk about dadding and marriage oh, from oh, yeah. from your perspective. Oh man, that would be so We'd good. We'd have so much to talk about. I think we should actually do that. Okay. I'm going to write that down after we're done. Um, okay. So I don't know if you even did this. Uh, you're wearing the perfect sweatshirt for this conversation. Um, hey. Full-time dreamer. Um, That's right. So I just, party, partly kind of my desire to really start off season two talking to you, Connor, was because I just think the last eight months has been a really obviously strange time for people. And a huge part of that has been a lot of our goals, things that people were looking forward to, things that maybe people were working on seems to have been uh, kind of shut down or put on pause or whatever. And some of that's very real, but um, I just had a heart to have a conversation with somebody in my life that I felt like was just embracing this time with a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement and yeah. leaning into, um, yeah, the things that they were passionate about, whether that was family life or, or their um, career or whatever. And so I just wanted to start out season two with like a breath of fresh air to to maybe turn a, a leaf, if you will, um, for maybe those of us that have just felt like, wow, what a tumble the first the first part of this year has been um and and you just came to my mind right away because I think you do this so well you're just constantly inspiring me and encouraging me in a lot of different ways you're kind of my go-to person when I'm thinking about something um a dream that I might have or a goal that I might have you're kind of the person that I'm like Connor speak into this what do you think what do I need to do to get there or how do I know if this is really uh what what God might have for me or whatever so I want to know first of all you kind of have coined the phrase you're a full-time dreamer. Where did that come from? And what does that mean? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I honestly, <clears throat> someone else asked me that recently, and I <clears throat> I don't remember. I mean, it's a song. So I wrote a song called Full-Time Dreamer. So the idea of that um came from from this song that I have, but I don't I don't remember the moment where I sat down and thought this is the title of a song, which is funny because usually a lot of songs I can, I can remember very specifically like the writing process or like where I was, like there's a handful of songs. Oh, we wrote that in the car on the way to this show. Or I wrote that, you know, when I was studying abroad in Europe or I wrote that wherever. And for some reason, I, I have no recollection of where I wrote the song full-time dreamer. Um, but the concept just welled up from within of like me wanting to tell the story of how, um, I came to fall in love with music and, and want to chase down this career of being a musician from kind of my middle, the, the song starts with me being in middle school and working my way through. And first verse is kind of that journey. And the second verse is me, just what I kind of struggle with and deal with now being in it. And um, it's a, uh, it's just a concept of like, look, I don't think, you know, we can so often put our dreams in a box, which I think means we're putting God in a box and um, you know, Dreams don't have to become careers. Dreams don't have to make you a lot of money. Dreams don't have to please people. You know, it's, I, I really think that um, your capacity to dream is dependent upon uh, the capacity you have for God to work in your life. And so I'm constantly trying to create more room for him and trying to uh, 
allow him to speak more clearly to me about what he has for me, what he has for my family, what he has for specific parts of like my life, like my career and whatever. Um, and so that just became this, that's kind of what full, I'm a full-time dreamer. I'm always full-time dreaming about what could be next for my family, whether mm -hmm. it's, a, you know, a lot of that is placed on the, the hustle and grind of, of career moves and, and being a musician. But that's also like for my family, like, you know, we're, constantly katie and i are constantly dreaming about what's next for what does god have for our family you know mm -hmm. um so it's it it can kind of sound like a feel-good like kind of cheesy phrase full-time dreamer but in all reality i think it's just like really coins and, and kind of depicts who i am as a person so give some examples of what you mean when you're talking to people because this isn't just uh, a phrase that i think has been something that you have lived by, but it's also something that you are just a, an encourager for mm. other people to embrace as well. So I love that you said, you know, our dreams don't have to make us a ton of money or it doesn't have to be a career. Or it doesn't have to, you know, to just think outside the box, give some yeah. examples of, of what you mean when you, when you're talking about a dream or when you're talking about, uh, yeah, kind of helping people pursue something that they just have a heart for. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I encourage people to a fault sometimes where it's like, I, I just believe in, I just believe in people's ideas. Right. Cause I think if, if you have something you're passionate about and want to do, I just want to see it through, you know, like I personally want to see, I want to help you or see you see it through because I just, I've seen how much life people gain and how much joy they gain from like believing in themselves and believing in something that God has for them. And, um, but yeah, I, I just, one of the, I think the biggest, um, how do I want to say this? Um, I just think a lot of people live their life never actually tapping into who God created them to be because we get so focused on the nine to five. We get so focused on the practicals. We get so focused on providing or caring for, or making sure everything is perfect and lined up for our day. And I, and so we overlook all of these gifts and talents that we have that we never use. And I don't think, like I said, they don't have to be gifts and talents that lead to a career or a side hustle or make you money, but they just could lead to joy. Like they could mm -hmm. bless other people, you know, like um, they could bring joy to your family life. You know, it's been crazy to see how fun me making music has been for my kids, you know, and yeah. I never would have guessed that. And, yeah. and that to me is worth more than any show I'll ever play. And so... To see that, like to see just these songs that I'm writing just bless my family and create a spirit of freedom within our home so that my kids can grow up and be like, hey, like dad's trying to do something with these gifts and talents that he's been given that seems a little outside of the box, outside of the norm. It immediately gives my kids permission to believe that they can be something more than the world offers, you know? And so whether you're making money off of your gifts, talents, whether it's a side hustle, your dream, it doesn't matter. It's For me, it's about giving permission to people around you and if you're married specifically your spouse and your kids that like they have the potential the capacity the ability to do something so much more than than what our our world asks or or provides for us you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so dang i initially i was gonna say that's a that's a bold statement that so many people go through life just not ever becoming like really who god has intended them to be kind of thing and and yet, as as I've just as I'm pondering that, um, I think that's so common, but subtly so. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, 100%. like we don't even really recognize it because we can get really caught up in the, um, yeah, in the hustle or in the, this is what life is supposed to look like, or this is, uh, you know, we're supposed to have these cars in this house or we're supposed to have whatever it might be this, this time amount of time together, this amount of time at work, whatever, um, that, yeah, we might not actually tap into the real gifts that we have. Like the, the, and the initial example that came to my mind was somebody that can paint and that loves to paint. They might not desire to pursue a full-time career in painting, but the amount of joy and creativity that it evokes in them, um, is, is life-changing for them. Well, and so many people, you know, like I, I, this is probably a gross overestimation, but like, you know, I would say like maybe 90% of people have jobs that probably aren't their dream job, right? They get a job because it provides, they fall into, they fall in line with it. They like it and it, and it works, right? Which is great. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you were to go to all those people and say, well, like, what is your dream? I would say usually their dream involves a skill or a gift or a talent that's not being utilized in their job. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's only being partially tapped into, right? Mm. And so, like to your, like you know, artists are like all over the place. But they're, you know, it's so. I mean, I'm an example of how hard it is to make a living as an artist. So you go get a job, but you don't lose that skill. And so I, you know, I'm, I can't tell you how many people I meet, and I see stuff, or they'll show me a picture, and it's like, dang, you drew that. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you doing something with that? Why aren't you? I don't know anything, give it away, do something with your, like God gave you that gift. We should be giving it away, you know, to other people. And, um, so yeah, I just want to encourage people not to worry about getting something like time has become like crafts, uh, jobs, you know, talents. We feel like it's only worth our time if we're going to get something in return. I mean, that's just the world we live in. Time is so valuable that Mm -hmm. I'm only going to invest in something if there's a return on that investment. And um, I think there is a massive return on the investment of giving your gifts and talents away, but it's just not financial, you know, at least not right off the bat. It's eternal. It's encouragement. It's joy. You're passing on something that money can't pass on. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I think of these stay at home moms that just have these, like Katie is a good example of this, just has this unbelievable gift, um, of like just natural motherhood where I feel like mm-hmm. it just comes naturally to her and she, the way that she interacts with the girls, whatever, like it really is this skill that she has. And mm-hmm. she's a teacher, you know, by trade. So she brings that forward. She's not making money on it, but man, every time you guys come stay with us, I am learning so much from her giving that gift away to, to your kids, you know, yeah. she's just her witness as a mom or whatever. Like I, that to me is like, and her dream was, I want to stay at home with my girls. Yeah. And that dream is absolutely manifesting itself. Um, as a grace in my life, you know, mm. from afar, even though you guys are in St. Paul and we're, we're yeah. in Sioux Falls, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's contagious. So yep. I, which I think is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think a dream can be selfish? Do I think a dream can be selfish? Uh, yeah. I think 100%, so too. 100%. I, I mean, I find that like, that is a constant, I run into that all the time of like, I feel so convicted of this pursuit of music and like that this is where God wants me and how he's going to use me. But it's hard because it's like, how much time do you invest in that versus your family? Because at the beginning stages, just very practically, there's not a lot of return on the investment that 
aids your family life. It's more taxing on your family, the travel, the time writing and creating and casting a vision and all of those things. So um, I think, you know, it's a, it's a constant battle to keep God in the center of it, you know, and be like, allow him, allow his voice to keep speaking and, um, and just have your priorities in check, you know, mm-hmm. cause it's, it's tough. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. you know, yeah, never mind. That's it. <laughs> well, I just, I was, I was going to ask like further, how do you determine that distinction between kind of a selfish dream and a God-given dream. Because I can think of a lot of people that maybe their dream is they want to get that next promotion or maybe they want to uh, play like in the in the major leagues or, or like be a concert pianist, which requires just a ton of time, whatever. Um, those can all be really good things, but but navigating for each individual, right? And I think it's personal, based upon like what God has for you, but distinguishing what is just me wanting to pursue this for my own, uh, what gratification maybe, as Mm -hmm. opposed to what is this thing that's actually like within me. Yeah, I think you used that phrase at the start of our conversation. Like a re- like full time dreamer really came from this place within of yeah. like it was this mission that that was kind of put on your life, you know. So how do you discern the difference? Yeah, well, I don't like you know if God if for some reason music were to come to a halt and and God were make it clear if he were to make it clear to me that I wasn't supposed to continue down this path, it would not, I wouldn't just like toss the song and the phrase full-time dreamer out the window with my music career. Like it would still ring true for whatever he had next for my family, you know? And so I think if you're unwilling to let it go, then that's when you're, it's too selfish. Like for me, I mean, every time we play a show, we huddle up as a band and we say, God, if this is the last show we ever play, then, then praise you. Like you've brought it, you've brought me farther than I ever thought. I have, I have way bigger goals, but like from the time when I was a kid wanting to be on that stage, you have, you have fulfilled that tenfold. And, uh, and if this is the last show we ever play, so be it. Like you've been so good to us and that like, so there's gotta, there's gotta be a freedom. You gotta hold loose to it of like, God, if this is from you, you have the freedom to take it at any moment because I know you would just replace it with something more in line with your will for my life. Would you, would you still grieve it? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not this like, Hey Lord, you could just take it whenever you want. <laughs> whenever you want. I mean, I say like, you're not that holy. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, definitely not. I'm like, I'm, I am a selfish. And I think that's the, that's the intersection because I like, man, I am selfish and, and, uh, I really struggle with comparison. And so like, but I think within that, I think, you know, your greatest strength can be your greatest weakness at the same time. And, and Katie and I were just talking about that. It's like, I feel like in some, in some sense, I feel like an anointing to be in a voice of encouragement to people mm-hmm. in their pursuit of a dream or on what God has for them. But on the same, like the other side of that coin is like, man, comparison can take me out. Like, like deadly, you know, mm-hmm. like I am. And just recently I'm kind of coming out of like a three or four day spell of just being like totally chopped down by watching someone else succeed who like, I'm so genuinely grateful for them and for their gifts. Cause they're doing things for the kingdom. And it's like awesome to see. And genuinely, that's the thing. It's like, I genuinely care about them and I am 
I am so excited for their success, but there's this, this like dark voice that's like, yeah, but they're doing better than you. Yeah, mm -hmm. but like they're getting more attention and it's it's hard. It can take me out. Yeah. Um, so no, I am not that holy. I am not, I would grieve it. I would wrestle with it. Um, but I, you know, I feel like at this point, I know, I know God well enough that I could feel like he's up to something if he took it. Yeah. Hey, I you just know? want to thank you for sharing that because I think it's, uh, a really common experience and because it's something that feels shameful we we want to kind of push it down into the dark mm. and actually the place that it needs to be healed is in the light and so um yep. yeah just giving per people permission i think to name that and to maybe recognize it uh, in our own lives you know i definitely have my things as well that just yeah. kind of rob me um where oh where, my gosh yeah that comparison can creep in so thanks for yeah. just naming that yeah. Well, and if there's one thing, I th <clears throat> the best way, sorry, excuse me, <clears throat> the best way that I think you can combat comparison is to genuinely uh, celebrate the person you compare yourself to. So if you know them personally, like literally call them and, and genuinely honor them or encourage them. If it's a celebrity or someone just online, like repost something that they've done really well, shoot them a DM. Like I just think an active voice of encouragement and celebration is the only way to push through that encouragement that creeps in or that, yeah. that comparison that creeps in. Yeah. 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 Um, you had mentioned a little bit ago, just you and Katie kind of having that ongoing conversation, um, in regard to your music and in regard to, um, yeah, this dream that you guys are pursuing together. How do you feel like, what role does, uh, I don't even want to ask this, like what role does your marriage play in in somebody pursuing their dream and how do you invite your spouse along because i think it could be really difficult if one spouse is like so for example if my dream was to be um the greatest actress in the whole world and matt was not excited about that that would be a huge tension in our marriage right i have no desire to be an actress but i could think of a better example uh how do you how do you kind of uh, bring your marriage yeah. into the fold and have it actually be something that's connecting rather than dividing. Yeah. Can I just like get back to you in five years once we <laughs> figure that out? <laughs> yeah. I'll follow up with you. We'll be on a season seven of lead yeah. them to life at oh, that point. Man. So that's, it's hard. It's so hard. Um, and how do you I mean, be a supporter? Cause I, like I know Katie right now, she is so interested in, uh, like the birth world and oh, yeah. maybe yeah. considering like pursuing a career as a, not a career, but a, like education as a doula to really support moms yep. kind of in yep. that process. So how do you support her in that desire and in that pursuit? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things in discernment in general is like, you have to look back and see where you've come from to know where you're going. And so I think always looking back to see, okay, God, how has God been speaking to us as a family? How has God been providing? Has he been opening doors, closing doors? And so kind of being aware of like what he's done has definitely helped when kind of the road gets rough and we're trying to pay forward and see what's ahead. And especially now during a time when like all of my live shows are canceled, like my my real gifting as a musician is in the live show and performance. And so without that, it's kind of like, ah, God, what are you doing? Like, what are the next steps for me? And I really, it's funny timing because I really felt like there was a lot of momentum leading up to the summer for there to be some big doors that open for my music and then it stopped. So it's like, then you, you know, you huddle back up 
as and for Katie, for both of us, we're like, oh, this is you're ready. You know, you've been getting a lot of great feedback from the right people in, in Nashville and in the industry, and you've got a great summer of shows booked. So we were both kind of in this place of like, hey, God, God's gonna like, you know, fulfill some of these promises here this summer, and then COVID hits and none of that happens, and it's like, okay, so we regroup and um, and it's tough. I think, especially as a songwriter, like Katie, you know, she doesn't come into the creative process as right of in terms of like I can't bring her into like, hey, come down and write songs with me till two a.m. tonight, you know, or um, I bounce ideas off her, you know, in the kitchen or when I'm done with the song or have a rough draft. So there's some like practical things like that. Um, but it's more of, I think her and I together determining the amount of peace we experience with our family life. Hmm. And she is a, it, it could, because she's home with the girls and solely focused on the girls and on family. I think she's got such a good ear and heart and is a bit, is very able to determine the level of peace within our family, you know, um, sometimes more so than I can. And so having, that's kind of like where the two intersect and where our marriage is in this together. It's like, is this continuing to bring peace to our family life, you know, to you, to our marriage, to our girls. Um, and if it is, it's like, all right, let's keep going. And, um, if it's not, it's like, okay, what changes do we need to make so that peace, uh, can be present here? And, mm-hmm. uh, so like one, one of my best friends, shout out to Elliot Foley when Katie and I were engaged, spoke this word into our lives and it has rung true ever since, but he said, let the peace dictate the pace. And mm. I think that's just so good for any pursuit, dating, yeah. marriage, career, like the presence of God brings a presence of peace. Um, and so if there's no peace, there's no God. And if there's no God, then what are we doing? Like, why yeah. are we chasing this thing? And um, so, you know, I do little things to try to bring her into creative processes or, or take her on shows with me if, if the budget allows for the whole family to go or for Katie and I to go for a weekend if I have a show in, in, a, in a city that we want to see. Um, but other than that, it's more of kind of like she just that she's like the rock of it all, you know, and I'm like feeling super insecure or like I, there's no way that this can be a thing or that God, God, how is he going to turn this simple offering into something, you know, crazy awesome and um, it, it we just we huddle back up and she's the voice kind of 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 encouragement of courage of strength in it all yeah and can i just say as somebody who has the great gift of just watching you guys and watching your marriage um you respect each other so beautifully and, and I just, you know, like every time you guys come stay with us or vice versa, um, I think that's something that Matt and I are attentive to in you. Um, mm. and, and it's just a witness to us. Like you really do have a great respect for each other. The way that Katie talks about you, the way that you talk about her, um, there's not a belittlement of, oh yeah, like she's just as, yeah, she's excited about it, but it'll <laughs> calm down or yeah, he's like gonna give it a shot but yeah i don't think it'll be a really right. happen like there there's never been any of that mm. there's just such a respect um that that you guys have for each other and for each other's dreams but you're also like but i'm not gonna do it alone right i'm gonna do it together with our family and and i love how you just use that expression we're gonna huddle up 
We're going to continue to yeah. huddle up and determine, um, yeah, is is this bringing peace or is it not bringing peace? And I just think that can apply to so many different couples, whatever their dream might be. And maybe it's a joint dream, you know, like we have this dream to take our children to this particular place on vacation. Yeah. Like we want them to experience that or we have this dream to pay off this amount of debt or we have this dream together, which I think is is actually maybe really important to not only have that thing that you're kind of individually pursuing, but mm -hmm. as a couple, oh, yeah. um, what are we working towards? Yeah. Yeah. And that's been a big part of it too, is like how, yeah, me and, and Katie has really challenged this, had challenged me on this of like, I spent all this time making highlight videos for my, th this was kind of like a gut wrenching challenge where she was like, you spend all this time making highlight reels of your shows and marketing and, and doing all this to promote what you're doing. And she's like, it's all awesome. But like, we have no home videos. And I was like, Oh, oh. man, I, like, ouch, you know? And so like, Dang, then I went into so this good. craze of like making highlight reels of our family and taking <laughs> all this stuff. And, but it's true, you know? And it's, if my, if my pursuit of music doesn't bless my family and it only creates division, like I think, I think the devil is the author of division. He divides things and then and then we just let them crumble ourselves. Like he gets in there, he creates a division, and then the rest is us just falling apart. And if if what I'm doing is breeding division in my family, then it is not of the Lord. Even yeah. if it's making me a ton of money. Yeah. Like you yeah. gotta be you gotta be attentive to that. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think discerning between like, yeah, is it robbing peace? Or am I a little bit afraid of my spouse's dream? Yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, what's a good, uh, uh, maybe a good example from our, from our house. I think Matt would love to get his, uh, PhD in like neuroscience or something, yeah. right? Like he loves the brain and how it works and is really interested in pursuing his doctorate at some point, you know, furthering education that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> right? Like financially, how are we going right, to do that? Right, Or, um, you know, how is he going to balance that amount of workload uh, or study load yep. along with workload? And so my initial reaction might be like, no, that doesn't bring me any sort of peace. Well, of course yep. not, because it's going to require sacrifice yeah. of me. But yeah. if I were to, and we're just not there yet. But right. I think in, in a couple of years, if I were to like take, if we were to take that a bit more seriously or take it a step further, um, yeah. it's actually that his dream scares me and right. that I need to kind of get over that. Right. And you yep. say all the time, like, if it doesn't scare you, it's probably not the right dream. Isn't that it's your not line? big enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if it doesn't scare you, then I don't think it's big enough. It should. It yeah. like dreams just practically should scare you. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, that's a really good point. I think even like you were saying this with Katie, she's got such a heart um, for, for new mothers and, and just the, the joys and the sorrows and the struggle and just like the craziness that comes with that. And she just kind of on her own time, like in the way that I encourage people in their pursuit of music or their pursuit of a podcast or whatever, she's just <clears throat> encouraging new moms and, and offering a helping hand. And I know she would like to do that more formally, whether that's as, you know, a trained doula or whatnot. Um, it doesn't currently make sense for our family right now right. with everything. And she knows that. And there's just a lot of peace there. It's like, Hey, but yeah. we, we pray about it. Like, we, yeah. all right, God, like if this is something you have for our family, how are we going to make time for it? When's the right time? Um, and again, it's not about the fact that she needs, she needs to make money doing it. Like I would love for her to have the time because it's, it's a big desire of her heart. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and it, but it is nerve-wracking because it's like, well, then something's got to give. Like, does that mean I pull back on what I'm doing or, you know? And so, yeah. again, it's just, it, it scares me to think if God were not a part of this, how how a wreck we would be. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And you just, you just named something really um, key, too, that timing is part of the discernment process. Yeah. So whatever that thing is that we might desire— uh, whether that's a new home or if it's, you know, whatever that dream is that we kind of yeah. have, timing is huge. And yep. not right now doesn't mean not ever. Yep. And, uh, but also like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think to just kind of have that freedom that you were talking about before of God, your timing, not mine. And yep. to continue to, I'm going to keep on going back to continue to huddle up as a family and as, mm-hmm. as a couple to determine, um, yeah, what's in store. I think that's yeah. so beautiful. And, and I think you can be afraid and experience peace at the same time. Like, I think you can be fearful and you can stare fear in the face and find peace in it. If it's of God, like to your point, you know, like so objective, cool. objectively the dream Matt has is not wrong or bad. And he's probably put a ton of thought into it. You know, will it require some sacrifice? Yeah. But like, you know, you hop in a car and you see two roads and you're like, okay, we're going to drive down this one or that one. You could, you could, you know, sit there all day and try to talk about, well, I think that one's going to be bumpier than the other one, but you'll have no idea until you start down it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, or I think of just standing, you know, if you were to stand in the woods at night, like the dark is naturally fearful, the unknown's fearful, but it's also one of the most beautiful, peace, peaceful, quiet places you could be. So I think I think peace and fear can reside together. I think sometimes a healthy level of fear is good. It's just not letting it control you, you know? That's actually really good. That's so interesting. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that way, but those things can sit side by side mm-hmm. and can actually kind of compel us forward. Yeah. Like put gas in the car and drive down the road. Yep. See what happens. See what happens. Oh, Connor, that's really good. I, I'm going to be <laughs> pondering that for a while. Okay, speaking of pondering questions, I ask oh every guest on Lead Them to Life, what's one question that you <clears throat> have been pondering? And you know me, this just like really comes from oh, yeah. my desire, my heart to um, ask probing questions of myself and of the world around me that I think can kind of take us the next step uh, deeper into who we are, into who we're created to be um, as individuals and as a community. So I want to know if there's a question that you have been pondering recently. And you know the drill, you can't actually answer your own question. We just want to leave well, it with people for, I, for them to I, be thinking about. I can't answer it. And um, this is going to sound so simple, but it is it is the daily uh, it is the daily struggle for me is how do you live in the world and not be of it? Say a little bit more about that. That's I love it. I, I mean, it's it's scriptural, right? And it's kind of a classic go-to for people. Like, yeah, you're supposed to live in the world and not be of it, but there's no one out there to show you how to do that, yeah. right? Like, and everything about the world tells you to be of the world. Mm. Um, and the only person to tell you to not be of the world is God. And that's dependent upon your capacity to hear him. And that is hard. It is yeah. so hard to make time in space um, for God to speak in your life. And so like I, I realize I'm realizing lately that money brings me a tremendous amount of peace and it drives me crazy. Like I'm, I'm like Preach. disappointed in myself that money brings me as much peace as it does. Like, you know, the security. I got, 
the security, like we got some money on our tax return and I immediately felt better about our life. And that I was like, that was like a red flag for me. Like that, like you were putting way too much hope in money. And, but that's such a worldly thing that we need. And so how am I supposed to live in this world, provide for my family, you know, be able to do some of the renovations we just did on our kitchen. That's going to bring more peace to our daily family life. Um, but not have my stock in that, not be of it. Um, Man, it's yeah. so hard. It's it's so hard, and especially when I think of like how many times I fall trying, you know, my sinfulness and whatever. Um, yeah, I just it's a constant. It's just like a constant cry in my heart of like, God, how do you do this well? Like, how do you be in the world and not of it? And then you, I mean, you toss on what's going on in our country, the elections coming up. It's just like, I mean, we're not. I don't even want to go into that, but it's just like all of that gets thrown into the the pot too of yeah how, how do you, how do, you do this here? well how do you be of the kingdom in a place yeah. that rejects the kingdom dang that's a so, good question so that's if anyone out question. there you know is living that well emily you can, will give uh, you my cell phone call yeah, me yeah <laughs> i was gonna say you can uh direct message you on instagram what is your hey what's your handle connor flanagan oh, music please yeah at connor flanagan music on instagram and facebook Great. Um, and Connor, you are such an encourager. You're, and I know you're launching your podcast next yep. week. Yeah. Uh, Is that a right? week from today. Woo-hoo! A week from today. Okay. Yeah. So um, where can they find out more information about that? Just follow you on Instagram? Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, my website, ConnorFlanaganMusic.com. The podcast is actually called The Full-Time Dreamer Podcast. And it's, um, it's a podcast based- So if you like this episode, you're going to be <clears throat> all about it. That's right. Tune in. If you like this one, Go listen to it. It's going to be mainly focused towards musicians or people wanting to build a career as a musician. But the whole concept is I want to share my story, kind of pull back the curtain on the ups and downs of of what it looks like being a, a traveling musician and creative trying to make it um, and just share specifics, share, you know, numbers, what it what I charge for shows, what people uh, what I'm selling, what I'm kind of making off of merch, how to know what to, I don't know, just like all these things that I had questions about when I started that no one could answer for me. Um, I'm going to share through kind of documenting my journey on this podcast. So that is awesome. And yeah. where can people find your music? Anywhere, right? Amazon yeah, Music, iTunes, anywhere, YouTube. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon Music, Google Play. Awesome. It's all there. Awesome. Well, I will include all of that in the show notes, friends, so that you can continue to follow along with Connor and just the awesome work that he is doing. Friend, thank you so much for for taking time uh, to have a conversation with me. You're the bomb. So glad. All right, friends, share this episode with somebody you love, somebody that maybe could use a little encouragement and has big dreams on their heart uh, just to yeah, be that voice of friendship and And uh, yeah, a voice of encouragement for the people in your life. And we will see you next week. God bless you. Peace.